0: You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 149, Bile. Hosted by Dan Terry. Oh no, circle back. And Joseph Wren. I rely too much on my own memory. Can I get some Abraham Lincoln beard in here? Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you're a fucking loser but can't get enough of that car bomb, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe, that is Dan, it's time for bile closing out industrial December, 2019. Oh my goodness. This is the third time we've done this. This is one of your best ideas ever. I must say, I guess, I
1: mean, I don't really even like industrial that much. It's really just Jeff, but Where uh, is he anyway he, here? I, here I am and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it and I'm talking about industrial. I'm listening to industrial records and uh, I hope I'm not like totally shitting all over the fan base. And I'm not that upset about it at night, but (laughs) it is what it is. I really enjoyed Bile. Bile was a fantastic suggestion that we got from our listener, Josiah Russell. Thank you so much, dude, for suggesting this band to us and helping us, uh, let's just say, fill in the gaps on some of our knowledge with this band. And uh, we really appreciated the suggestion, and I really, really enjoyed myself listening to this
0: band And uh, we're going to get into it, just like we always do. I could not help but smile when I listened to this band. Every time I heard something that I wanted to make fun of because it sounded like another band that plays this style, they would change it. Yeah. They do everything from your dope sound-alikes to Union Underground to Nine Inch Nails, throwing a little bit of Marilyn Manson because I said so. And then they just play Atmospheric Industrial sometimes, because fuck you, that's why. I don't know, man. I don't hear a lot of those comparisons. I think Bile
1: just kind of sounds like Bile. And they're they're aggressive in a way that a lot of these other bands are not. And uh, their they're mixture of lyricism, which is not always the most intelligent thing I've ever read, but their mixture of what they say, how they say it, with the imagery that they use, with the extremity that they use. It's uh, it, they're, they're very different than your run-of-the-mill industrial metal band. And
0: uh, I had a really good time listening to this band overall. Well, before we go looking for what Dan has buried in the back, I want to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything Discography Discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We are on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening. And now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. We love five-star reviews here on Discography Discussion, but what we also love is
1: whenever you guys share the episodes. When you guys share the episodes, all your friends and family and grandparents and Extended family and people that you just kind of know that you went ahead and accepted their friend request anyway—they're going to know about the podcast. Sharing is the best thing that you can do for us, besides giving to our Patreon, which we will happily shove down your throat later
0: on in this episode. One dollar gets you into that exclusive album review feed. I also want to say how much fun it's been doing discuss metal and movie mosh, which will be showing up probably a couple days after this episode. And if you are a patron, you're going to get the entire movie commentary of us just watching the movie, taking it all in. That's going to be separate from the actual episodes, but it is going to be exclusive to our Patreon feed. So if you want to sit down and watch Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings with us, $1 gets you into that feed. You could do
1: that. It's a lot of fun. Or if you just feel like us talking about random bullshit with no context, that's kind of fun, too. Uh, We did a 16-volt episode a few weeks back. Kevin Slack says, I still stand by Super Cool Nothing. I think it probably could have done better if it wasn't so hard to get a copy of back in the day. I was lucky enough to find a couple of used ones at record stores, to which I did respond. I like Super Cool Nothing quite a bit, but... American porn songs really spoke to me. Of course it did. <laughs> How could it not? It's American porn songs, right? You,
0: you might get a, another round of that on this episode. You never could tell. Born to fuck. Born oh to my kill. god.
1: Well, I mean, that's all of us, right? Uh, Kevin Slack goes on to say a couple of other lesser-known industrial rock albums. I highly recommend if you haven't heard them are Voyeurs by Two Woe, or is that Two World Order, and uh, Sonic Jihad by Snake River Conspiracy, which I actually have heard that one. Um, they they used to play Snake River Conspiracy all the time on the point, Point. and so that's I kind of got uh, I kind of got my dosage there. On the Static X episode, Brian Patton of the As the Story Grows podcast said Static X industrial question mark, to which I responded ish, but uh, luckily Brian DeJanes came in and said definitely, mostly on Wisconsin Death Trip, but kept some elements throughout their career. Now they aren't full on industrial, but uh, it's definitely there. Which I agree with. That that was the hard thing about that episode is: do we put it in New Metal May or do we put it in Industrial December? I almost didn't make that decision at all, and was just like, maybe we should just do it as a regular episode. But I'm glad I'm glad that we decided to throw them in Industrial. I think they were Industrial enough for it to count, and uh, I wanted to talk about a band that I liked, so uh, you know, Static X meets all
0: those criteria.
1: I, I agree. Uh, on our Kidney Thieves episode. Kevin Slack says, I remember being madly in love with Trickster in high school. In hindsight, it's still got some pretty cool production and sounds between seeing them live and hearing Zero Space, though. They kind of lost me due to them going on a more rock band route, which I definitely
0: agree with. Um, I don't think you'd care, though, if you're a fan of the band. And I'm not saying he's not, but they transitioned slowly over time and maintained enough of their original sound. Yeah, it doesn't all sound like before I'm dead, but there's nothing that really says no, I don't want to listen to this band anymore.
1: Oh, I totally agree. Like, and I really enjoyed their stuff. I'm more of an industrial metal fan for sure or more of a metal fan in general that happens to appreciate stuff like industrial, but like if I hadn't if I hadn't heard bands like Circle of Dust back in the day, we wouldn't have this theme month. Uh they definitely are are the band that I keep going back to and Uh, I almost wish that we could do a Circle of Dust episode again, but unfortunately we can't because we did that already. (laughs) So here we are talking about Bile, which I could not be any more excited about. So, Dan, tell me about Bile. I'm glad you asked me that, Joe. Bile is an industrial metal band, or uh, as stated on all of their website and press information, they are an industrial metal project. And I guess that has a lot to do with it's, like many industrial bands, it's all headed kind of by one guy who goes by the moniker of Kurtzoff. He's basically been the band. You've had lots of people come in and out over the course of the band's career. But the main songwriter, the guy that comes up with everything, the dreamer of the dreams, the guy that makes the music happen is just one Kurtzoff. And uh, there's an interesting thing that he does later on in their career. And I can't wait to get to it, but I won't spoil it right now. But uh, yeah, they started back in the 90s. Um like as, as early as 1993. And uh, that was whenever this style of music was kind of booming. And what I found really interesting about Bile specifically was that they weren't like some of the other bands we've talked about this month, like a Kidney Thieves or a 16 Volt. Uh, they were very extreme, like much more than I was expecting. And uh, cause I was talking earlier about Circle of Dust and how they were really, really like what got me into industrial metal but I think I would have had a very similar experience if I had heard Bile first. But uh, let's be honest, I was a Christian kid in the '90s, so like I wasn't going to hear Bile. Uh, that's why I heard Circle of Dust and Clank and <laughs> you know all, all the all that stuff that it was okay for me to listen to, I, I guess. Uh, but oh my goodness, uh, Suck Pump is 1994 is one of one of the craziest albums I've heard. In just the amount of samples, like this is if you like samples in your music, this is sample porn. The, the album opens with a sample. They've got samples interlaced into the songs. You're not gonna catch them. I, I've listened to these albums a couple of times preparing for this episode. and there's still shit that I hear that I didn't hear before. And uh, th- that's one of my favorite things about it. Um, I love that they have a song called "You're a Fucking Loser" because well, I am. <laughs> and so they, they definitely pulled that pulled that out of me.
0: This is what metal would sound like if all you had was a guitar and a drum machine. It just happens to have that industrial quality that, sorry, I have to say it one more time this month, very much popularized by Nine Inch Nails, but this does not sound like Nine Inch Nails. Cosmetically, maybe. The drum beat is driving. The guitars have all the mids pulled out of them. I'm getting flashbacks to being 16 and playing guitar for the first time, taking home the Metal Zone pedal and plugging it in, trying to get that sound like James Hetfield, but ending up sounding like Static X. Just scooped as fuck. Dirty, dry. That 90s production that we all love so much. And it's heavy. It just happens to be metal with a drum machine. You're damn right it's heavy, but I gotta I gotta give you a little bit of
1: shit, Joe. Man, I'm getting a little tired of uh everything with the drum machine doesn't sound like nine inch nails. It does in nineteen ninety-four. God damn it, no it does not. <laughs> you gotta you gotta knock that shit off. By next December, man, I'm gonna fucking bring something out to shock you every time oh. you say nine inch nails. Um check please. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what? That that's fine. I'll get Jeff in here, we'll record into a tin can. And it'll sound kinda like this album. Uh what I liked about this album is that it sounds very garbagey,
0: but in a good way. Yeah, it sounds like trash on the ground being dragged across the floor with a robotic drum machine,
1: and that's that's entirely the intent. And it's awesome. It is awesome. I, I, the, the lyrics are angry. They're pissed off. The guitars are very heavy, but they're not the only heavy aspect of this band. In that they just they make noise. They're a fucking noisy, fucking sludgy band with vocals that sound evil as fuck. Lots of screaming, lots of growling. Lots of distortion on those vocals. Lots of distortion on those vocals. Like, it almost sounds like he's recording it into a PV amp that's being miked. And then replayed through PV amp and miked again. Yeah, I mean, sorry, <laughs> st- sorry, Steve Albini, but, you know, that only works sometimes. Uh, but I, Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, shots fired. But I, I really do think that this was an amazing debut for the band, but I think that maybe it was a little bit too heavy for the mainstream. Which is why, you know, Bile's not blowing up MTV because, well, mostly that's because MTV doesn't play music anymore. I don't think it was catchy enough for the mainstream. No, it's not catchy really at all. And uh, I think that might have just might have just been because of the age of the band. You know, this
0: was their first release. And uh, I don't necessarily know if they're great songwriters yet. Definitely not. It's a dumpster fire. But it's a good dumpster fire that makes me want to listen to more of it.
1: I enjoy the hell out of it, and I think it was just supposed to be a loud, noisy, disgusting record. And, uh, you know, with with a name like Suck Pump, I mean, that's fucking great. (laughs) It's gonna get worse, dude. It's gonna get so much fucking worse. You ready for techno,
0: whore? I am... I'm as ready as I'm going to be, Joe. Let's just go into it. So you remember how I said the last record was driving with a drum machine? It sounds like metal if all you have was a guitar and a drum machine. Correct. Yeah, this has more of that. Yeah, it does. Cosmetically sounds very close to the previous record. That's, if anything, it was just mixed slightly differently. Well, that's probably why they took this album and uh, Suck Pump and
1: put them on one release. Because they were essentially, I mean, a lot in a lot of ways, they are very complimentary to each other they sound very similar but i'm not going to give it the same discography discussion oh it's the same so next you know uh it's really more of a they did what they did on the last album but better it sounds better the music sound the music is is a little bit more sound as far as the songwriting goes like you can really kind of get behind these songs they've got they've got more hooks uh, Interstate hate song is probably my favorite, uh, just because again we've all been there. Um, techno horror is is an earworm. Suckers is good. Um, I liked you can't love this all four parts of it because Fuck. it is just like some really shitty lyrics. Uh, but at the same time, can I get some Abraham Lincoln beard in here? You can really feel it though. You can you can really fucking fucking feel it and i just uh i love i liked this record more than uh more than suck pump just because number one it was longer they give me more of what i wanted and uh it's a little bit more listenable overall and um this in my opinion would have been a much stronger debut for the band uh just because it kind of showcases everything that we're going to get later on uh this early in their career and uh i just oh my god the the distorted screams are awesome and it's just like, like it's weird. It's not heavy like Fear Factory. Like they don't, they don't rely on the metal base to just drive everything. Like, like, like it's not metal with some beeps and boops in the background. Like this is industrial sludge or you know bile. Uh, It doesn't make you feel good. It's not necessarily fun to listen to. And that's what's great about it.
0: I said it earlier that the band does everything from writing industrial metal songs to atmospheric. But they also throw these things in the middle where they just repeat a verse for three minutes with this onslaught of guitars and drums. And they manipulate the vocals, you know, out into infinity. I think the intention is just to make you take in the music. Sometimes the industrial music from the 90s was just so that the sounds of the real world were blocked out so you didn't have to deal with their bullshit and you could just listen to your music and feel the way that you wanted to feel. Right, instead you get to deal with Biles' bullshit.
1: <laughs> and uh, again, the lyrics are the lyrics kind of shitty like from a, a... How did Matt Fox from Shy Halud put it? They're not really socially responsible. Oh fuck! Yeah, uh, but that's okay. That's not what a band like Biles about, especially not in the '90s. The, this this was a decade where because we're coming up on a new decade anyway, so I feel the need to explain it. That in the '90s, the '90s were a very pessimistic, um, misanthropic decade. It'll you know, be fine. N- not really. It was more like <laughs> it, it was more like nothing's ever going to be fine ever, and I'm fucking pissed off at the world everyone fucking sucks and everything's all about how i feel in 2019 or 2020 realistically when everybody's going to be listening to this uh well it'll be it'll be 2019 to our modern ears you're gonna be like god these guys have some fucking problems what's wrong with them but in the 90s it was more of like uh hey me too i definitely feel that way about shit i feel very i feel very upset about life I feel like I've been fucked over by everybody that I know. Women hate me. I'm unattractive. I'm a piece of shit. And everybody else is a piece of shit too. And we're gonna we're gonna live in this nihilistic world that we've created with this music on this album called Techno Horror. I mean what else is there to say? This shit was great, and I, I really I really enjoy this album probably more than the first one. And not probably, I definitely enjoy it more than the first one. And uh, I was pretty excited to move on to their next release. This is where it's going to get a little more controversial, kids, because, as I've stated multiple times on this show, when we talk about a band's discography, we are only talking about full-length albums of new material. We're not talking about remix albums. We're not talking about EPs or two-song samplers or reissues of previous albums. And the reason for that is there's just not enough time in the day to do that. And we just decided a long time ago that we're just not going to talk about every little thing. And so I just wanted to make that very clear on this episode that our intention isn't to give you a comprehensive overview of every single little EP that the band ever released. We're only talking about the albums. 2000 Sex Reflex. So, yes, so so there's a four-year gap. And uh, I will at least mention what came out between. Uh, The Dark Path EP came out right after Techno Horror did. And... um, They did another EP called Bile Degradable, which is a fucking great name, uh, which was also an EP about seven songs. Uh, I did listen to these. I thought they were pretty cool, but uh, they sounded more in the uh, more in the vein of techno horror, which was already 16 tracks long. So I really wasn't like looking for more sex reflex is a totally different fucking beast.
0: This is where the band started to use their industrial prowess to their advantage. Yes. The guitars have that industrial trash, dirge sound going on. The vocals are being manipulated. And then there's just these sound effects, what sounds like a fucking baby rattle being shook over in the corner because the opening track, Betty Page, is just garbage to the ears. It sounds dirgy, and I love it. Also, I'd like to shout out the song Vampire Hunter K. Clearly, we have some D fans in the house. Clearly. This is
1: a disgusting record. Songs like Wet Dreams, Sex Reflex. Uh, was on the version that I listened to, there's a, there's a song called Sex Reflex Unlubed Red and Raw Mix. Oh, fuck, guys. Uh- <laughs> How many drugs were you on? All of them. And did you share? All of them. It sounds like they had a dirty good time when they're making this. Um, There's a song, a bonus track called Rock is Dead in Bed. And this is like, they capitalized on what they had done on the first two records. But now they're pushing forward where they're writing like actual songs. So the songs kind of, they tend to stand out from one another a lot better than they did in the past. And that was probably my favorite thing about, about Sex Reflex is that I remember all the songs individually. Because they had hooks, because they were going for a different vibe on each track, you get that. You still have that disturbing, disgusting band, but now they're now they're writing like actual songs, and that's important. And you know what I really Especially love? Especially in two thousand, what's that? I love that it it. There's no fucking ballads, <laughs> it, like it, no, like there's no bullshit with Bile, and that, that's that's my favorite thing about him is that, that like there's no like. All right, guys.
0: Here's where we're gonna slow it down for a second. Oh come on, dude! We've got 20 songs of not slowing it down, and you want to slow it down? Get those get those lighters out. You know,
1: find find your lover, pour some oil on their back, rub their back. You know, it, it, if if Bile was ever gonna ask you to rub oil on somebody, it would just be to set them on fire. And 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 that's what I like. And they they do talk about their feelings. But their feelings are fucked up. <laughs> there is no you and my. There, there is no you and me. And what I love about this album is that they don't give a fuck. It's more nihilistic than they've ever been without going so over the fucking top that there's not songs here. And that's that's really, really the standout. This is, this is my favorite record by this band because it is the best
0: accumulation of what they've done before and what they're going to do next. It may be the most accurate representation of the band as a whole. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it is the record I would give you if you told me I've never heard Bile before. Really, dude, you need to listen to Sex Reflex. Oh, it's a generic industrial metal album that has a sex title. Mm -hmm. Big deal. Dude, listen to fucking Bile. Yeah, and then Bile's like, hey, I got a big deal right here
1: for you. Oh, fuck. (laughs) It's called Demonic Electronic. Wait, hold on. I'm going to have to circle back here for a second.
0: Sounds like somebody forgot to mention Nightmare Before Kristoff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, Joe, I just wanted a reason to say circle back on the episode somewhere. You're allowed to have it. Circle back, Terminus. Check it out. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Nightmare Before Kurtzoff is a bile record, in name only, which is weird because I mean, Kurtzoff wrote and recorded and
0: like did all the shit on the record, so like that's a bile album, right? I mean, it's not. Kind of. <laughs> it's not this sounds like all the ballady shit that you told me wasn't on the last
1: record. It's not ballady. <laughs> I mean it's not like I mean it's still obviously the same person but like this is where they're just like let's play some fucking weird blues shit and let's uh let's let's keep the beat in. Like it's actually really cool. It's a kind of more of an avant-garde album. And avant-garde really just means so if it was intentional randomness then it's avant-garde. If it's not intentional it's just random bullshit. It could be it could be both but uh I actually found this album to be pretty enjoyable to listen to but it goes all over the place in my eye doesn't sound like submission death buzz lust doesn't sound like extremities I mean some of the some of the fucking names on these songs are great the serial killer blues is great um, the day the aliens landed I just it, it's it's a really cool record but it's not a bile record it doesn't it doesn't have the same gut to it you know what I mean it doesn't have the same balls behind
0: it that might be intentional but it is listed as a bile record so i don't really know why this might be the b-sides of the extra shit from sex reflex it did come out the same year it's like sitting at the light waiting for it to turn green and you're watching the cars go by on the cross streets and you're just waiting your turn you got the windows rolled down you can listen to the engine of the car to the left and to the right of you and you're just waiting for the light to turn green, so you can listen to demonic electric. Demonic electric is what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> this shit's heavy again. I mean, not again. If you'd skipped, if you'd skipped the uh, nightmare before Kurtz off, you're fine. Uh, but they come back with a fucking wall of bile, calling the song the devil's bile, and uh, it's fucking awesome. It's
0: it's somehow more extreme than they've ever been. Somebody took the drum machine and programmed blast beats into it. I'm not complaining. I'm totally fine with it. I'm totally
1: <laughs> fine with that fake fucking double bass. It, it sounds beefy. Damn it, it's honest. I, it is. It's, it is is what it is. And besides, you can't kill that drum machine. Trust me, they're going to talk about that later. <laughs> uh, I love the vocals on this record more than, almost more than the music because they're so distorted, and it's as close as we're going to get to extreme metal vocals out of bile. Uh, because you may have mistaken their vocals prior to this for being extreme metal, but they really weren't. They were just heavily distorted. Uh, Here, they're heavily distorted and more extreme, uh, which is a lot of fun. This is a fucking heavy piss and vinegar kind of record. And uh, it's actually what I would think of when somebody would say, oh, yeah, this band's called Bile. Like, this sounds exactly what I would think a band called Bile would sound like. And uh, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the heavier metal influence on it. It's just, it's a lot of fun. The lyrics are all fucked up,
0: as always. I just, uh, I don't know, man. This This is my shit. This is the follow-up that you're looking for if you're a fan of techno-horror, but you want something a little more extreme. This is what you want your industrial band to do next. After they've been noisy as fuck and extreme and blown you away with the distortion on the vocals and the guitars and the drums and everything just going faster, you want everything to step it up a bit. Cosmetically, this is a step up. Oh yeah. It might not be anything more than the next logical step in songwriting for a band like this, but it is a welcome continuation of the band. This is industrial the way I want it. I want more of what I had before, but I want it to go forward. And this band does that with this record. I think a lot of the extremity
1: that I like about this record too though is more of a it's more of a sign of the times. Because I think that, you know, back when Suck Pump came out, it probably sounded just as extreme as demonic electronic sounds to us now. But the, the production was different. It was different recording technology. So this is bile for the 2000s. They're delivering the same level of extremity, but uh, it's louder. It's noisier. It's a, it's a step up. I don't think it's a slight increase. I think it's a big increase. An increase of bile. I don't feel so good. <laughs> just just you have seen more bile, Joe. And more uh, of those pills. Man. Unfortunately, you're not gonna get it because I mean, demonic electronic came out in 2002, and after that, they released a whole bunch of shit, but none of it was like new shit. So, in 2002, they released uh, the copy machine bile style, which is a covers album, which has a really fun uh, cover of scentless apprentice uh, by Nirvana. It's got creep. It's got uh, my it, generation. My generation. We got is, the beat. We got the beat, which is fucking. They
0: they definitely definitely got the beat. Do you like covers when they're done in the style of the band that's doing them? Yes, I do. One of my favorite cover albums is Copies, Clones, and Replicants by Powerman Five Thousand, because they play the songs exactly the way they were written, as if they were played by Powerman Five Thousand. The Copy Machine is that. It's an industrial band playing rock songs it's awesome you want it
1: you got it i i have no issue with it i'm not going to spend too much time on it but i did really enjoy listening to it uh just for funsies and uh after that in 2003 they released frankenhole which i thought was a new album but well it's funny i actually i actually started it and was listening to it just like i would listen to any other album for the show and i got to you're a fucking loser and i was like wait a fucking second i've heard all this shit before (laughs) <laughs> and, uh yeah, it turns out that Frankenhole is actually a re-release of the first two Bile albums in, a, like, a digipack. I mean, it's a great deal, but, uh, you know, I'd already heard those records, so I was like, okay, well, skip. And then they released in 2004 Regurge, A Bucket of Bile, the best of Bile, which is, I, I think it's really funny that they called it Regurge. It's almost like they're aware of, like, yeah, we know we already released our first two albums, like, last year, but uh, we're going to regurgitate some more fucking Bile for you, so uh, here you go. If you just can't get enough... Here you here it is. And I think the reason we have this is because probably due to due to something to do with record labels I would imagine.
0: It's either the label putting it out because they had the right to put it out. I said the right, or it's the band needing to put out another album. Why don't we just release a greatest hits because we don't have anything new for you guys right now. I don't know what goes into a greatest hits record in the early 2000s. I know the simple answer is the money because they know people will buy it. Imagine if you are a fan of Bile, but you don't have any records. You are a candidate for here's the first two records by the band, but they're in one pack or the greatest hits because, well, at least then I have a little bit of something. It's not a bad thing, but it's not for me.
1: No, and it could also just be like, you know, the band doesn't have a new album in the can, but they want to go on tour. There's plenty of people that still want to see Bile. Oh, and here's a greatest hits for 10 bucks. Here's a greatest hits for 10 bucks. we got to have something to sell at the show, you know? You can only sell so many t shirts that say you're a fucking loser on them before people are going to start wanting other things. And uh, we do get other things uh, about five years later in the form of Hate Radio. 2009. Do you hate the radio, Joe? I do in 2009. I, I, yeah, I've, I've
0: consistently hated the radio since I probably like 2002, I would say. I'm pretty sure the day I had my own CD player and a decent supply of batteries, I started to hate the radio more, because the radio as a whole does not play what I want to listen to. And if they do play it, it's between an equal amount of commercials about shit that I'm not going to buy, and I don't give a fuck. Right. The internet is just as bad in 2019. (laughs) There's a reason... I don't browse the internet for information because it's unusable. And I think hate radio in name only is a representation of listen to what you want to listen to, guys. We know you're fans of bile because we are the opposite of the norm. Even though, in many ways, they are the norm when it comes to industrial metal. Again, I I disagree with you on that. I think that they really stand out.
1: They're very different. I I, I could see people that are into industrial, pure industrial, being like, that shit's a little too extreme for me. And then I could see people that are into industrial metal saying, well, it's not heavy enough. Why isn't it more like Fear Factory? And I'm going to be like, well, because it doesn't suck. Oh, shit. shit. (laughs) Did I say that? Okay, my bad. Uh, I, I think that Fear Factory has some great albums, and I really enjoy Burton Seabell's uh, Pork Steaks. Hate Radio is, it's funny, I feel really old because its we're coming on the end of 2019 here, and I'm like, yeah, Hate Radio in 2009, that was just like a year or two ago, right? Uh, no, it was 10 years ago, and uh, that's when Dr. Depression tells me, you know, Dan, just take the world up your ass. Who gives a fuck? I don't need a reason. Uh, I think that this record is again a modernization of how Bile has made you feel in the past. It's not a it's not a retread because Bile sounds like Bile. So like you can't really criticize them for sounding like themselves. If you're an unpleasable metal fan, you can say, well... Ladies and gentlemen, unpleasable metal fan. They didn't change, you know, they didn't really change a lot. And they just kind of doing the same shit, uh, you know, over and over and over and over again. And I, I really think that bands need to, like, change it up every now and again, but not change it too much. You know, like, oh, excuse me, dude, I got to go see Slayer. Slayer! Ladies and gentlemen, unpleasable metal fan. So in that regard, I think that this band is really good at being themselves, which sounds like I'm saying the floor is made of floor. But I really mean it. A lot of bands in this genre at this point in their career are not interested in trying to perfect the sound that they established in the 90s. They're trying to reach more people, but, like, they don't give a shit. They're trying to reach people that are into bile. You know, you're either in the fucking club or you're not in the club. And uh, maybe you're in the club listening to Bile, because you can kind of dance to some of this shit, and I really
0: enjoy that about this record. This one surprised me, because it was more of the heavy metal onslaught that I was used to, threw in some guitar solos, which were not completely out of the question, but they cleaned up some of the industrial dirge. It's still heavy. It's not the same direct-to-the-sound-card sound that we're all used to with industrial. The vocals still sound that way, but this one sounds like they mic'd up some amps and recorded some real music with a drum machine, if that makes any sense. Not saying the other music's not real, but it's, it's there's real. a difference between plugging it in and actually micing it up. It's fucking making Power Man fucking mm. comparisons. Nobody's real. I uh, <laughs> Needed to let you know.
1: <laughs> but Dude, uh, can we talk about Power Man next year? We'll seriously, talk about pa- we'll talk about Power Man Five Thousand in twenty twenty. Okay. Thank you. Will that make you? Will that make you happy, Joe? It's already making me happy. You're Just, just thinking about it right now. Uh, yeah, this was a great bile record, and like I said, I don't, there's really not spoilers. There's really not a a bile record that I'm like, oh this this thing is just sucks balls. Don't even touch it. You know, it's uh it's it's very like this band is so good at creating their own atmosphere, but also giving you different stuff. Like I think that's what we all really want out of our favorite bands is a band that's going to basically not change but give you different songs and it's kind of a tall order it doesn't seem like it would be but it really is uh, to be able to to be able to write this many albums and be around for multiple decades but still be interesting which brings us to one of my favorite fucking names of an album of all time Built to Fuck, Born to Kill 2013 this record Joe, this record fucking starts off Remove the Head this fucking record
0: I don't even know what to say, man. Stop me if you've heard it already. I know you already have. Don't stop me. I didn't know that this type of music was being made in 2013 amidst all the degent and hardcore and metalcore and everything that I like. But I was a little tired of at that time and Biles over here basically doing the same fucking shit that they've been doing the whole time. It sounds above and beyond better, but they're still doing the fucking 1996 DJ sound effects with the drum machine. Who cares? You can't kill that drum machine. You can't kill it.
1: Never. Don't kill the drum machine. I mean, track three, you can't kill my drum machine. And actually, as I listen to that song, I get more the impression that the drum machine wants to kill me. I am the machine. And not the other way around. And that is the thing that, that just blows my fucking mind is this machine wants me dead. He he says it clearly in the song that his machine wants me dead and that I cannot kill it. So there's nothing you can fucking do. This drum machine is going to come to your house and kill you. Also, let's talk about the cover artwork for a second here. Something I'm trying to incorporate into the show is more cover art talk because, well, this is... uh, What is this? What am I even looking at? Uh, It's like a chrome velociraptor human being hybrid. It kind of looks like somebody took a chrome hubcap and Eddie from Iron Maiden, the mascot, and um, a Velociraptor and tried transporting them with uh, Jeff Goldblum's machine in the fly. So they're all just kind of like bashed together. I'm sorry if that's not what the intent was, but that is what I am seeing. And it is a perfect representation of what this
0: band sounds like. Are you saying that Bile sounds like a Velociraptor that has been combined with a fly and Jeff Goldblum? Uh, No, that's uh, uh, not not,
1: uh, what I'm saying. Dude, my Goldblum's not as good as my Palpatine. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it is kind of weird, though, because, you know, he talks all about remove the head, you can't kill my drum machine, but then track five is called Don't Die, Asshole. Don't skip over the Tina song. Okay, yeah. Fucking Tina, dude. Okay, the the (laughs) Tina song. Oh, my God. But, you know. Then you get down to "Robots Ate My Baby," the king of negativity. Is that how robots got three points and humans still have zero? First of all, I really appreciate that. In <laughs> I really appreciate that in 2013, Bile wrote a song about me called "The King of Negativity," and uh, you know, I just I want to thank everybody that didn't get a song written about them. Uh, but. Yeah, this record is cool. It is interesting on this one especially, though, because this is kind of where they start to switch it up a little bit more. Like, don't get me wrong. They still sound like bile. So if you're only here for Godzilla, you still got that. you still got the Bile that you fell in love with back in 1993 because obviously any true fan has been there since the beginning, right? Uh, this is... A little bit, like, they, they kind of do slow some shit down every now and again. Um, but even even the slower moments, I wouldn't even use the word melodic because that doesn't really describe this band. Uh, but, like, the more, the more lighter moments are really just more creepy than anything else. Like, I don't feel amazing, you know, when I'm listening to it. But uh, I thought this was really great. And I, I really hope that with there being such a long gap between this album coming out, I hope we're not done with Bile. Like, I I, want to hear new Bile tracks in 2020. Is
0: that something that I can hear? I don't think there's any indication that Bile is done. There's no article or blog post or Twitter post where they're saying Bile's done. So I don't see why not. I think all that is great shall be repeated. So eventually we're going to go back and somebody's going to say, Hey, that 1995 sound, that's where it was. We should put out another record like that. Yeah, And as long as that exists, you have the possibility that those bands are going to just reappear out of nowhere, even if they were here the whole time and nobody noticed. Bile, on the other hand, has their own sound in 2013. I see no reason why we can't get a new record in 2020. Oh, yeah. Final thoughts on Bile. Dan. Well, let me say, I really enjoyed listening to this band much
1: more than I did the last two. Spoilers. Um, I thought Kidney Teeth was cool. I thought... Uh, Obviously, I love Static X, but I also, you know, Kidney Thieves and 16 Volts are the ones I'm picking on now, which are good examples of industrial rock. But, like, that's not why I do this show, to listen to industrial rock. I like angry bands. I like loud bands. I like bands that creep you out. I like bands that, you know, you put it on whenever somebody gets in your car that doesn't know you very well, and they just have this, like, what-the-fuck look on their face. Bile delivers that on every single record that they put out. And uh, they're definitely not a band that I've been listening to my whole life, but I have been aware of them over time. And honestly, I really wish I had dug deeper a lot sooner than this because this band was a lot of fun to listen to and really the perfect send-off for Industrial December 2019 because they really encapsulate why we do this theme month and they they check all the boxes for me. So if you haven't checked out Bile, check out Bile. They're going to kick your ass. They think you're a fucking loser and they might just fuck you. So, you know, just... uh. Keep all that
0: in mind going in. Can I just say whatever he just said I agree with? Because I kind of want to. Bile is a band that I have not listened to very much. And I am kicking myself today that I haven't listened to them more before today. This week was fun for me because I got to listen to industrial metal that was kind of extreme in its tone. I write music. In the past, I've written songs with a drum machine because when you don't play drums and you don't have a drummer in the room, that's what you do. And I chuckled listening to some of the stereotypical that I got while listening to this record because, yeah, if this was all I had, this is what I would have turned in. Except I have to work with Dan Terry who says, yeah, dude, let's write something a little bit better than just that. Also, no drum machine. We need to get a drummer, and I don't know if a bass player is necessary. And then he and I get to go back and forth about whether or not you need a bass player in heavy metal. You don't. You do. So Bile, for me, is just fun to listen to because if you've ever overthought your own songwriting, Bile will very quickly remind you that whatever you've got in your head is okay, and it's still heavy, and it's still going to be extreme. I loved hearing the old guitar tones with the mids scooped out that reminded me of being 16 and 17 trying to get a good heavy metal sound everything about bile just screamed this is the music you want to listen to so you should listen to bile if you're even remotely a fan of industrial and if you like heavy metal at least listen to bile because they're going to push you in a different direction maybe not where you wanted to go damn it it's going to be fun when you get there damn what's your album of the week? My album of the week is
1: actually my very first album of the week I've ever had on this show, which was uh, "Entombed," Left Hand Path. Uh, I got it for I got it uh, on vinyl last year, and I, I've really just now kind of gotten around to listening to it. And I mean, I've listened to it before, but uh, it, it's I just it just blows my mind how fucking good that album is, man. The the vocals are fucking killer and the, the guitar solos actually mean something. Which, if you listen to early Swedish death metal, you'll find that there are a lot of bands where the guitar solos don't mean
0: anything. Once again, thank you to Lance Algood, the king of metal, and our Discord server for introducing me to Car Bomb. My album of the week is Meta. It's not their most recent record, but it is the record that I heard first, and this is some dirgy, thick heavy motherfucking metal dude it's crazy it's completely
1: insane car bomb 2020 i mean i'm not going to commit to anything just yet i already gave you power man come on well i had to try and sneak it in there speaking of sneaking it in there i really think that we have done a lot this year i want to just throw a little bit of a end of the year recap here not really a recap but more just what we're going to be doing next year more of so we had obviously thrift blast uh, earlier in the year uh, we are going to do Thrift Blast again next year as, as a limited series. I think, it, I think it works best that way. You guys seem to really enjoy that, so there's no reason to not keep doing it. And uh, we've launched, or we haven't launched yet, but we will very soon, the Movie Mosh podcast where we sit down and we watch a movie. We record our live commentary which our patreon subscribers will have access to and uh so if you want to start the movie at the same time we start the movie and watch it with us uh that's the ideal way to listen to that but uh we also give you like a usually like a 25 to 30 minute review of the movie at the very end of it our good friend mike yanny has been co-hosting that with us we love mike you guys have heard him on the november's doom episode you've heard him on the uh opeth episode And, uh, you know, we're hoping to have Mike back for for more Movie Mosh and uh, potentially some episodes of the podcast. Uh, Some other things we have in the works right now is Discuss Metal. Discuss Metal is one of my favorite things to do on this show where we get to just sit down and talk to an artist that we like and we respect and uh, just have a really good conversation with them about whatever we want to talk about, be it an episode that we had done on discography discussion about that band or just kind of get uh, somebody's story as to how they got into music, uh, what they're doing now, and how they went from being somebody that was a fan of music to being somebody that actually creates. Uh, be that music, be that a podcast, be that a YouTube channel, whatever. We want the story behind behind why that is a thing and uh, how they got there. So Discuss Metal has been a lot of fun. You guys have been enjoying that. And uh, we're going to keep the weekly album reviews going on Patreon We've just got so many awesome bands lined up for 2020, and uh, we can't wait to get to that year and start showing you guys some of the stuff that we have. Have you ever been listening to this podcast and thought, man, I want to talk about a different band than the bands you guys are always talking about? Well, that's cool. You can do whatever you want to do in your spare time, but if you want us to talk about it, uh, you got to let us know, and there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. Number one, you can send us an email at, at gmail.com. That is a 100% guarantee. We will see it. You can comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash discographydiscussion. You can send us a tweet at DiscussMetal or at DiscussMetalDan or at discuss metal Joe, respectively. You can join our Discord server. There's going to be a link in the show notes. If you click on there, you'll be invited to our Discord server. There's always the Discography Discussion official group on Facebook. If you like the Discography Discussion page on Facebook, you can find the group very very easily. So yeah, just send us your suggestions. A lot of the bands we've talked about recently have been listener suggestions, and they've been a ton of fun. And I just want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. I want to thank everybody that subscribes, that comments, that shares the, shares the episodes, that just reaches out to us, gives us a pat on the back, or even gives us some constructive criticism here and there. We're definitely open to that. I just want to thank everybody that has
0: helped make this podcast possible, and we will see you guys again next year. And on that note, this has been episode 149 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things Discography Discussion. And please send questions and comments to Dan DanAndJoeShow at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash Discuss Metal. We have some sweet perks.
1: It's in my mouth!
0: Give me your money! Copious amounts of alcohol is required.